Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned. I'm your host, Gina Meyer-Vincent. Here, we help you leave the one-size-fits-all life behind and empower you to live your one-of-a-kind life. Life on your terms, making your even bigger impact and lighting the way for others. Essentially, you become exactly what the world is missing. And today my guest has done exactly that. I am so excited to introduce you to Haley Wolf. Haley began her career in 1995, just a few days ago, in the beauty industry as a hairdresser in a humble local salon. In 2003, she opened Revolution Hair Studio in Seal Beach, California, and styled for the Hollywood elite. Later, in 2014, Haley and a group of friends began serving the community to help children with shoe insecurity living under the poverty line. That is also when she formed a 501c3 nonprofit organization known as His Little Feet that same year. Since then, she has been gathering high quality walking shoes for foster youth and shelter youth to help stomp out the stigma of poverty one pair of shoes at a time. This coming January 2024, his little feet will celebrate 10 years of giving back. Thank you so much for joining me, Haley. I am so uh, delighted to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, an honor to talk to you. Well, and we have so much to talk about because as I read your bio, which goes a little further and I'll put it in the show notes, we have a lot of things in common. First, I know that your oldest, is a um has served in the service uh, uh how would you say he's a, i guess a veteran now and so i want to say thank you to him for his service and thank you to mom and dad who allowed him to follow his path because i can't even imagine how joyful and nerve-wracking that was for for both of you along with your two kids who i like when you say I think you called them Irish twins. And now you're living in Temecula, California, and I'm here in Orange County. And so also a mom. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was I'm laughing about the beauty industry. My father's parents, um, two brothers and sister-in-law all cut hair in Germany. So I have a passion for hair as well. And I know you also did styling. I was a department store buyer. So there are so many ways we can go with this conversation, which really makes me very excited. Might make you a little nervous, but I'm sure we'll keep it joyful and happy. So first, his little feet. I love talking to people who have what I call a calling to do something even bigger and greater than being a wife, than being a mother to three, right? And now I believe your oldest is engaged, so uh, soon a fourth, right, a daughter-in-law, um, and having a career, having a salon, uh, having a successful business, and as if that's not enough, you had a calling. So can you start with telling us 
what did that look and feel like? And how did it come about? And you can answer all three of those in whatever way, shape and form works for you, because we're really excited to hear about that. Awesome. Yeah. So it was in 2014 and it was a really rainy winter um, when I found out there were kids in our city that were using duct tape to tape together the holes in their shoes. Um, there was the lowest performing school came to my little women's group and, mm. and shared that kids don't come to school because they don't have shoes that fit. And it just really did not sit well with me. Um, I was thinking about it. It, I thought about it too hard. I lost sleep over it for two nights. Um, well, it, it does, right? It it makes you go, wait, what? Did I hear you correctly? They're not coming to school and duct tape? Like, right? People are listening in today probably thinking the same thing. But I'm going to stop you for another second because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen where parents have cut the back, the heel support out of tennis shoes, sneakers, the way I call it from New York, mm -hmm. to allow the child to wear it almost like a slipper or a clog. Mm -hmm. um, when our children, Kai and Sonia, were in Spanish-English immersion in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there were a lot of immigrants and um, parent, you know, it was a boy who I saw, and I know how quickly boys can grow, and it's hard to keep up with shoes like that. And um, it broke my heart. And like you, yes, we lose yeah. sleep over that. Okay, go ahead. I get excited. <laughs> um, yes, I visited Peru before, and I saw extreme mm. poverty in third world countries, and it reminded me of of that, but in the U.S., and that was shocking. And that I knew um, was an issue. And the more I researched, um, childhood homelessness is a big deal in every major city. Um, yeah. At any given night, one out of every 2,000 kids will experience homelessness for all kinds of reasons. Um, and homelessness doesn't always look like older, drug addicted, you know. Right. Issues. A lot of times it's, you know, parents falling upon hard times and losing jobs or, you know, getting hurt medically and not being able to provide as well. And so when there's young children involved, a lot of time they have to sleep in cars or bounce around motels and a shelter. And then the, hopefully the progress is the shelters, um, temporary shelters will help them. Um, get their basic necessities and begin to get back on their feet again, um, mm -hmm. stable housing and things like that. So, um, yeah, poverty is an issue here in the U.S. One in four kids are in desperate need of shoes. And since we found um, an issue, um, we decided, my friends and I just organically decided to tackle the issue ourselves. We linked arms and said, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> and now we're becoming the new assistant league, you know, for children for shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how, so I know it sounds like it happened overnight and everything fell into place, right? But that's not always the case. So I want to know, you know, were there moments of what am I, what did I sign myself up for? Yes. Were there moments where people were like cheering you on? Hey, I have, I want to help you. And then were there moments where people looked at you and said, are you sure 
you can handle all this on top of everything else. Because as much as I like to believe that everyone is here to cheer you on because this is such a beautiful thing that you're doing. And not only beautiful, but heartwarming, necessary, um, changing lives, one pair of shoes at a time. And we'll talk about feet in a little bit because I'm fascinated with them and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But, you know, we when we have such a big calling like you, and I'm glad you found your friends to come right out and support you. Sometimes it's not easy. So what did that look like and feel like for you at that time? Yes, I remember um, doing our first collection and 200 mm-hmm. pairs came in, which is my local gym that I attended and yeah. um, friends gathering 200 pairs in one spot in my house. And I thought, oh, my <laughs> God, this is a lot. <laughs> And so um, my kids are like, what are you doing, mom? (laughs) With all these shoots. And um, also during that time, um, it was one of the hardest times in our lives. I was going through a brand new divorce and my um, young sweet daughter was diagnosed with PTSD. And so it was, uh, it was a hard time for us, but it actually gave us purpose. It gave us hope. Yes. So when I thought, oh, my gosh, this is good for us. This is good for the community. Um, This is a win-win. And so um, I didn't go to college for this. This happened organically. And so um, I remember uh, styling for a young man who was at USC, one of the prestigious universities in uh, California. And he um, said, oh, you're doing this nonprofit. And he said, but you don't have the influence for it. You don't have the background. I'm not quite sure you have what it takes to make this succeed. And this was within, you know, the first few months of starting. And, and so, um, yeah, there's, there's stresses of nonprofit world and there's, you know, namesayers and, and there's even, there's mental health issues that you deal with, with the people we're serving. Um, but when it came down to it, it was all worth it. Um, all of that is just little, little things that we can get through. And it, things come along all the time like that. And, um, yeah, we just continue pushing through and continue on and on. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing I, I like giving a voice to. Just like you said, those things happen, but being able to know they're small in such a big calling, they're only little pieces like of sand, right? And we can brush them off like we do when we go to the beach, one piece of sand, one grain of sand at a time. And it's hard. I think sometimes when you know what your gifts are, even though you don't have a college degree, you have a big heart. And you know, I think as a mom, we know how to get shit done. And yes, my mom, yes, mom. I know you don't like when I say that word on the show, but sometimes it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But we do, we get things done and we know how to get them done quickly. And I think we are also great motivators. The way you were able to g- gather a circle of women 
friends to support and bring their gifts alongside and to gather 200 pairs of shoes, which is just amazing with your first venture out there. So I'm glad you're able to um, brush off those grains of sand of the naysayers and and move past because you do have an amazing calling. So um, shoes, I laugh about shoes because I have many connections to shoes and feet that I didn't, I don't think I shared with you. So I'll share them very quickly and let's see if I could remember them in the right order. But um, as a little girl, I always liked fashion. The story goes that my mom would say at three years old, I fought her that I did not want to wear a pair of pajamas that she gave me to put on for bed because they were ugly. And she told me nobody would see them. And I told her I would. So she was like, now what? Right. So I always like things that, um, that I put on that made me feel good that I felt pretty. In. And, um, they were very particular about the types of shoes we wore, um, my parents, they always wanted us to have shoes that fit properly with good support. And that is why when I met you and heard about your foundation that I quickly fell in love with you because it is so important. And my parents taught us from a young age. And let me tell you, they were like Buster Brown shoes. I don't know if you're old enough to know what those were. They were not attractive. <laughs> Oh, and but they were supportive. And, um, you know, I may not have had uh, the most fancy clothing, but I always had really good shoes and our feet were taken care of. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you're able to extend that out. Absolutely. Yeah. To children who are not necessarily your children. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, we all have that mothering, nurturing, you know, aspect about our hearts. And this is, um, and men have it too. And they really yes. do. They're really good at, um, you know, doing the behind the scenes stuff that needs to get done, raising the funds and, and being able to organize. And, um, and so, yeah, I feel like at back to school, when I go shopping for the kids mm -hmm. specific sizes, I mean, I buy 30 to 50 pairs at a time and walk out and they're like, how many, who are those for? And how many kids do you have? And I'm like, well, we serve about, you know, 15, 1600 kids per year. And yeah. the shoes that we give, I just like your mom, I want them to be high quality <laughs> you, um, because the feet hold us up for this journey that we you live in. It's the exactly. one thing most expensive item and it's yes. all over the place and um to and from school um the shoes open up doors into yes. sports and different activities that kids yes. otherwise wouldn't be able to um be a part of which mm -hmm. leads to scholarships and all kinds of other um opportunities so sometimes when people say oh it's just shoes but no very it's one of the overlooked needs and not a lot of people are serving um, with brand new shoes. And that's why we're proud to say we are one of the only in Southern California that specifically just work with shoes with for kids. 
And I think, um, so that makes me think of a story. When I was young, I would say I was in elementary school. Um, I was at the beach, Cedar Beach, which is all rocks, all rocks. My father told us it would be good for our feet to walk on hot rocks to get down to the shoreline, to go in the water, to cool the feet off. He said it builds character. So I think it builds calluses. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) there was once a girl sitting on the jetty with her dad, and she was tossing these pebbles. They were like river rocks, nice and round, soft, you know, rocks at the beach. She was tossing them with her feet because she was born with no arms. And, you know, at first I never saw a girl without arms. Then I've never seen anybody toss rocks and skip them on the water better than still today, I'm 54, can skip a rock on a water. You know, it was mind boggling, but you're Mm -hmm. right. Those feet carry us through life. And all the nerve endings in the body go down to the feet. If you've ever looked at reflexology charts or been for reflexology, which I absolutely love. My husband, not so much. It was a little too painful or shocking for him. But mm-hmm. but um, yes, our feet do. And I love the way you said it opens doors, opens possibilities, opens uh, sports mm-hmm. and you know, not that everybody has to play a professional sport, but just the ability to move around mm-hmm. without your shoes falling off or move around without getting a piece of glass or a rusty nail in our feet um, or move around freely. Unlike the child I was telling you about earlier with the with the back cut out mm-hmm. where it was clearly very difficult. He had to shuffle his feet to walk down the school hallway where I saw him because if he picked up his foot properly, his foot would have come out of the shoe. So I love everything you've just said. Um, The other thing, yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, and too, like with that story with um, him walking down the halls, like imagine that that's just another reason kids could make fun of him. Absolutely. Peer to peer relationships. Um, yeah, kids are brutal. They'll make fun of you for, for shoes, for anything that you can. And actually shoes are the one thing that where you stand out and it's kind of your personality and it's the first sign of poverty or wealth too. Yes. Um, you know, people judge accordingly and um, it really does help uh, with confidence in, in peer to peer relationships as well as safety, like you had just said with, um, you know, not getting your feet hurt, you know, and if you wear shoes that are way too small, then you, you get, you have problems later on. My mom had to get surgery on her foot. Um, as an adult, she used to wear shoes that were way too small growing up and, Mm -hmm. um, well, she had a larger foot, but she just wanted, you know, (laughs) (laughs) look like she had smaller feet and, (laughs) You know, I did the same thing. I um, was a child and I'm just hoping and praying um, to stay well in my adult years. <laughs> well, and I'm laughing because we have that in common too, Haley. Um, oh. my, my dad <laughs> grew up in Germany uh, in 1939. He was born and he was the fifth of five children in the family. And um 
the shoes he had were a little too small growing up. So he developed hammer toes and had uh, one of the knuckles removed. I don't know at what age, well before I was born. So that's another reason why I think my parents always were um, very interested in the proper fitting shoe. And um, there's so many things that go into that. I'm laughing because I also was a department store buyer so after graduating, graduating Fashion Institute of Technology, I became a department store buyer and bought children's shoes, dress shoes and athletic. And one of the things I wasn't happy about was we needed some price point shoes, as you could imagine. And back then they were $9.99, which just still blows me away. At any rate, they were a little dress shoe for little girls to go to church in. And I just, when I took over the department, I understood why they were what they were. Um, and maybe they were $12.99. At any rate, they were very affordable back then. Yes. And um, they were terrible quality, terrible quality. No mm. arch support, no anything. Mm. So I brought in another shoe, a different maker, a better quality sole. And of course I had to charge more because because they cost more. So I had to mark them up accordingly. But I remember very much being like, this is not in, you know, the person who was over me uh, was like, well, it sells really well. And it's like, well, sure it does. But what am I doing to little girl's feet? You know what I mean? Wow. And, um, you know, it, there is a point at which as a department store buyer, you you kind of have to not only look at what's selling, but am I going against like my core beliefs and my desires for other children and their experience in life? What a gem. <laughs> you did so many people well by getting quality shoes. Um, yeah. You have a beautiful heart for. Well, kids. thank you. And that means a lot coming from you. So tell us a little bit about, you know, um, how it has grown from starting at 200 pairs to I think I wrote 15 to 1600. Did you say per year? Yes. Um, we were just helping kids at one specific school the first year. Um, mm -hmm. And we saw the impact that it had at that school. The attendance went up. Um, some kids even and teachers got together and started a running club before school where they would come and their parents would come out too. Everybody had shoes that they needed and um, they started running and the whole community started getting a little bit healthier. And yeah. the shoes were just the one thing that, you know, the teachers and um, the parents started the club, but how cool is that, that the, it impacted the community in that way. And so that got, that was exciting. And we saw the impact <laughs> firsthand and I'm like, oh my goodness, if every single school in this area would get shoes, imagine what it would do with the city. And so, yeah, um, yeah. So we, um, we uh, were just in Long Beach for, for years and years and spread to Orange County and, um, and then now in Riverside County. So we serve the three different cities and basically, you know, all from one idea of helping kids get shoes. Um, we've reached over um, $1.5 million in resources that have come wow. in and 
gone out through us. Um, and over 22,000 kids have received brand new high quality um, shoes. And so um, Nike got involved. They found me at shelter giving out shoes. And so they began to um, give us shoes as well. Um, <laughs> Bombas Socks Company. Yes. Everybody loves them. They have that awesome program where it's buy one, give one. And mm -hmm. so Bombas supports 100% of our um, our needs for socks. At last mm -hmm. year um, alone, they gave us 10,000 pairs to distribute. And these socks are, you know, they're top of the line socks. So right. they, are the kids getting, they, they are just super comfortable um, mm -hmm. socks and super comfortable shoes. And in all honesty, when we're with the kids and we're giving them, we're giving them the best. And isn't yes. that something that the best comes in and the best um, gets to go out? And these kids yes. are so well-deserving of the best. And it, it really, I think of like, I'm guessing we each have at one point bought a pair of shoes because they were gorgeous or we were going to a wedding or whatever. <laughs> and we, we thought, Oh, I can suck it up for four hours, you know, wearing these beautiful sandal shoes, whatever. But you, we all know what it feels like to have on something that doesn't fit right. And, um, it's distracting and thinking about having to sit still in a classroom, which is hard, was hard for my daughter at a young age. She likes to move around. She mm -hmm. could be twirling and spinning the whole time and doing pirouettes through the, the classroom, you know, but um, shoes play such an important role in our lives. So I know that I'd like to also ask you, make sure I read this properly, that in 2019, you were awarded the title of Miss Long Beach. Uh, well, wait, hold on. In 2019, you were awarded the title of Miss Long Beach 2020. And okay, so I have it wrong here. You're going to help me out. Oh, but yes. I, know you I know you received a crown. I believe you were able to hold the crown for two years. Can you tell us about what did you enter and how did it go? Because... I think um, bringing recognition like that also helps when you are getting the word out, spreading the word about the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Um, well, leading up, I'm not a pageant girl, <laughs> number one. <laughs> My best friend is. And so oh. in 2018, I went to support her in the pageant world and she won her title. And um, I felt a little... Well, I heard a little voice saying, oh, next year, I I think you should be in the pageant. And I thought, okay, <laughs> that is not me, but I'm, you know, a woman of faith. And so I believe that that still small voice is when I, you know, I feel like it's the Lord and I feel like, okay, this is, the Lord wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And so, um, so, yeah, and he's like, I'll walk you through it and it'll work out fine. And so for a year, I did prepare for the pageant. And um, this was um, 2019, fast, got all the dresses and, you know, um, thankfully there was no bathing suit. 
Well, that's that's where my head went when okay. I when you said you heard. I'll walk you through it. I was like, and what about in the bathing suit? Can I wear a cover up? You know, <laughs> that's what, that's where I was like, I would be asking questions. Do I really have to wear a bathing suit? Can it be a full length gown bathing suit? Like you exactly. know, scuba gear, a wet suit, a lot yeah, so um, this pageant was was kind of an um, more old fashioned, where it was your heart and your um, commitment and your community mindedness that they mm-hmm. wanted, um, you know, to decide winners. And it's because it's a service position, and so for um, the gal that is crowned, basically we get to interact with the community for a whole year and serve them at like almost every weekend in events, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life and um, had no idea I was going to pull it off. <laughs> um, and so um, I was a very shy, quiet child. And then anytime there's a mic involved or a stage involved, I like head the other direction. And so <laughs> I knew for the, you know, for the nonprofit that it is state recognized and I thought, oh yeah, let's let's just try this because I'll do anything. His little feet, I say, is is like another baby. I have yeah. three children, and then it's you know my fourth child, so um, I'll do anything for uh, his little feet, including you know <laughs> mm-hmm. getting up on stage and and doing a pageant. So that was that was wonderful. Uh, it was supposed to be for 2019, although. Uh, 2020, there wasn't one. And so we got to hold the title. I hold, held the title for two years and met all kinds of wonderful people um, um, through the city and started working closer with the mayor and, you know, just different, everything began to line up. It, yes. as it should, um, as it, it does when you have a nonprofit and you're, you're doing good and you're giving back things just line up. There's just a way about the good coming back. Some people call it karma. Other people call it, you know, divine plan or, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, yeah, that was super exciting and, um, yeah, a great way to, um, really, um, highlight his little feet in the work that we are doing. Yeah. And I love, you know, I think that you hit on a great point for me, exquisitely aligned is about aligning who we were born to be. And I believe that we live in a world that begs us to conform, to fit in, if you will, to have that Instagrammable life or Instagram ready, however you want to see it. And the truth is we're each exquisite. We're so unique. We're as unique as our fingerprint. And some of us, like you, have a calling. And it's a calling to touch lives in a way here, touch feet that then help people live their lives more fulfillingly, more uh, with possibilities. And I agree with you, what it, you know, karma, I don't know. For me, it's more about when you align and step in and listen to that voice. Mm -hmm. And everybody, I, I like to meet people wherever they are, whether you hear God's voice. Somebody said to me, when you hear voices, Gina, is it male or female? Is it like, Deep voice. I'm like, no, it's it's just different. It's more like a message for me. I don't hear a specific male, female, high pitch, low, sexy voice. You know, it, it's it's just it, like an inner knowing 
But I believe when we listen to that inner knowing, that um, essence of whatever it is from within, and we follow it, like you said, you heard, I'll help you, I'll walk you through it, right? Mm -hmm. And we trust is the other word Absolutely. and believe mm -hmm. that things just align and we come from a place energetically that other things attract to us, the right things attract to us, the right, the doors open, like you were talking about with the kids, the, the doors opening to sports and scholarships and confidence. And, you know, the list can go on probably three miles long of what you do with your charity. So I commend you and I thank you for stepping into that and experiencing that. And of course you won, how could you not? And then on top of that, being awarded two years, 24 months, you know, um, it you deserve it. And I, I'm sure that everyone you met fell in love with you immediately, just like I did when I met you, <laughs> whatever that was, a week or, or so ago. Um, well, I know that, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Like, there is something fabulous about this lady that I want to know. <laughs> well, thank you for seeing it. I appreciate that. Not everybody thinks I'm fabulous. Sometimes I get, hmm. <laughs> Okay. But I appreciate it. And I know you've also been recognized for community service and philanthropic work. Can you tell us about that as well? Oh, so I'm, um, and so let's see, the, um, the 70, uh, Patrick O'Neill, excuse me, put my thoughts yes. together. Um, Patrick, um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, O'Donnell is the 70th, um, in Long Beach is the 70th area. And so he's state assembly and basically um, he acknowledges uh, community service and women who are um, improving the community. And so in 2022, I was um, honorably recognized by him uh, with a certificate. And it was such an honor to um, like just to be known, you know, by someone who knows so many people who could have you know, chosen so many people to honor. Um, it, that was amazing. And then in 2023, just, um, just about a month ago, um, was recognized by, uh, Mayor Rex Richardson, um, Women of Achievement. And, uh, basically, um, yeah, we met for lunch on the Queen Mary and had a beautiful little word ceremony. And, um, how amazing that this, you know, this, there's 500,000 people that live in the city and that this one person, you know, that um, is a single parent of all things, but knows how to get things done, knows how to run business and knows how to, um, you know, raise kids, you know, and I, I credit everything that I do to, to the Lord. And so every day, I just so thankful for all these opportunities of, being recognized for the work that mm -hmm. we're doing. And, and so, um, yeah, those are just two recent awards that were, were given to us for his little feet. I love it. And, you know, it's always nice to be recognized, even if you're not uh, out there doing things as big as you are. But even if you're home with, a let's say, a toddler, 
you know, because that's not easy some days or going to a job in the morning or being in a marriage or going through a divorce, right? It's always nice to be recognized. And um, I am so grateful and thankful you've been recognized in more than one way, shape and form. And I know that's going to continue for you. Because like you said, when you align with the things that are right for you, it's amazing how everything else just beautifully unfolds. The right people, places, the right sponsors and so forth. And um, I love that. So I'm just looking at my notes because I know there were quite a few things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, so one thing you had written in your bio that I didn't read to everyone is paddle boarding. That is something you and I share in common. And so I want you, if you can describe or tell us why you enjoy paddle boarding, and then I'll share with you why I do as well. Awesome. So I, I'm kind of new to the sport, maybe um, just three years in, in 2020 when everything was closed. Um, I was living six miles from, you know, the Long Beach, uh, Naples area, which is, um, one of the best places to paddleboard in Southern California. Um, so, um, basically I, I would go out every morning on the water and it's a three mile loop. So it took about an hour to get around the island mm -hmm. and, um, yes, it, it is paddleboarding is one of the most fulfilling sports because at moments you can you know you could really be active with it and get your heart rate up and other times you could just peacefully go sit down on your knees and then you could just feel the rhythm and movements of the water um it is my favorite thing to do um athletically and so um yeah i just started paddling um to bring peace to my mind through covid mm -hmm. with everything that was going on and um, thankfully, um, they, they were able to be open and, um, yes, and so on and on. <laughs> yeah. I, I share the sentiment for me. I always feel I grew up water skiing. My dad is a water person just like myself. And, um, we had a boat. I learned how to water ski as a early teen, loved every minute of it, uh, got married, had our, our own boat. And, um, and then later in life, I took up Mark, when Mark was ill with kidney and liver failure, um, he had gotten a transportable uh, dialysis machine, which meant we could leave the house for the first time in months. So I said, let's just go to Charleston. And we did with this beautiful, big dialysis machine and dialysate and two kids. It was crazy, but we did. And we went to the beach and I was in my glory at the beach. And all of a sudden these things started coming in. And I was like, what is that? What is that called? I need to do it. You know, and so we had to figure out what is that called? And so it's, it's a paddleboard, stand up paddleboard. Okay, Google it. And I was like, okay. When you're healthy, we need to do this. So uh, we had taken a trip. He was healthy. He received a kidney and liver transplant and was no longer dependent upon dialysis and could use the restroom again like a human being. And um, we went to Hawaii and he surprised me with a paddleboard lesson. And the 
instructor and I went out and his wife took my husband and I thought they were right behind us. So we're talking and paddling and, and then he turned around to look and I was like, why isn't my husband chiming in on the conversation? And they were like miles behind us. I'm teasing. It wasn't miles. I could see him. But uh, the guy said to me, you're good at this. Why are you good at this? You know, do you do this, this? I said, no, I just teach and practice yoga. And, you know, he's like, oh, you need to teach stand up paddleboard yoga. And so sure enough, I went home, got licensed to uh, have a paddleboard business, be a guide, had my son and my husband also licensed and started Paddle to Paradise doing paddling uh, picnics and lessons with gear and then paddleboard yoga. So for me, I feel like I'm Jesus walking on water when the water is calm, right? Not when there's 12 mile an hour winds and you're going and the winds are, you know, coming in your headwinds and you're like, oh my God, are we going to make it back to the car? You know, one of those days, but um, for the most part, but yeah. And again, right. Being able to feel our feet gripping the board, being able to use the toes and the different muscles in the feet accordingly to handle a wave from a boat that maybe came a little too close, a little too fast, or the wind changing and the waves starting to come up. I mean, our feet are just so important on so many levels. Um, so I keep going back to feet because when I look at you, I keep thinking shoes, feet, strength, you know, all the things we can do. So I'm going to give, uh, I wrote an article a while back for my digital magazine years ago in 2017. So I'm just going to give five quick tips about feet um, because when they are not in our shoes, these are a couple things. When they're not in our proper fitted shoes, awesome. wink, wink. Yes. These are a few things we can do. So ditching your shoes and going barefoot, especially in your house, is super healthy. It, it's almost like um, desensitizing our feet because they they lose their sensitivity when they're in a shoe all day. So if you can take them out, you can start feeling the ground beneath you from the carpeting here in my office to the hardwood, to then going into the bathroom and feeling the tile. It's really healthy and work your feet. I used to give students the tour when I was teaching yoga to pick up laundry with their feet. If you drop your pen, pick up your pen with your feet. Of course, this is barefoot again. Um, and pointing and flexing your feet as you sit at your desk, being interviewed on the exquisitely aligned show, you can point and flex even in your shoes. Um, acupressure points. I love taking river rocks, kind of like the ones I was talking about at Cedar Beach, and putting them on your yoga mat or on your floor, and just run, rolling your feet over them barefoot and allowing them to hit the different uh, trigger points that lie on the feet. You could always look on reflexology as well. And then, of course, pampering your feet with a massage or get someone else to do it, right? <laughs> so, But let's go back and tell us a little bit about how we can support you or anything that is on your wish list or things that are coming up, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, 
the number one thing I'm looking for is shoes. <laughs> so if, um, if anybody has any connections within the shoe industry with say mm -hmm. Adidas or, um, Under Armour or Skechers, Vans, mm -hmm. any of the shoe companies, I would love an introduction. Um, you're welcome to reach out, you know, through any of my social media channels or, um, Yes, anybody that you know who is in the buying field too for department stores or anything like that. A lot of times um, with like with Nike, when they have display shoes and or they have a pair that's been um, returned that is brand new, those are the type of shoes that um, they send in big boxes to us to yeah. give out. And so um, any, um, yeah, any buyers or anybody um, in the shoe industry would be awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Also, we operate with grants. And so anybody that has a private foundation that offers grants to um, anything that's children related or um, women ran, um, mm -hmm. basically, our, our whole board is, is, is female and, you know, myself as well. Everyone's welcome to join our board. But um, yeah, anything that women led, there's lots of grants available. Um, and so if anyone has leads on those, that would be great too. But also just, just any individual that does not have a charity that they're supporting, um, if this rings a bell with your heart, um, if we are just, um, we have a soul club that's a monthly club. And, and so basically for $45 a month, a child's able to, re um, to receive a new pair of shoes and socks. And that ensures that, um, we stay um, active and open. Um, and so anybody that just wants to, you know, do a little good, um, they're mm -hmm. welcome to visit us and, and get involved. I love it. Mm -hmm. And how do you balance and take care of yourself, right? So how do you pamper yourself or give yourself quiet time or time to refresh, replenish? Because being out there doing the work that you're doing, like I'm picturing 200 pairs of shoes. I, I was not only a shoe buyer, but I was a shoe rep for nine states and I had samples that had a hole in the bottom so they couldn't be worn all in a size six, which I don't wear, <laughs> but I had all lefts and, you know, you can picture all lefts each season. It was a lot of shoes. So, and I know what the, sh the soles smell like, believe me, I'm very intimate. Like, so I could envision, but you know, it takes muscle, it takes energy, it takes time from you. Right. And how do you take care of yourself so that you can do this beautiful work you do? Awesome. Um, well, like they say, if your cup is full, you, you know, yeah. you're able to pour out. And so the way I fill my cup is um, I love getting up early. I love the early mornings, the quiet stillness of mm -hmm. um, just the air. And so I, um, I connect with God and I read and I, um, you know, do all kinds of journaling stuff in the morning, mm -hmm. um, help my children get ready for school and off they go. And then they, I go, I go for a hike, whether it be, um, you know, three miles or, you know, if there's time or more. Um, I also, hike with girlfriends on the weekends. And so I love, um, being in nature is my number one mm. thing. And so there's lots of nature where I live. There's, we're surrounded by mountains and it feels yeah. like the mountains are just hugging us. 
a little a valley. And so there's beautiful pine trees, there's oak trees and lots of um, lots of birds. There's red hawks and all kinds of nature out here. And so um, try to do that daily as well as um, I'm a skincare junkie. <laughs> I love, um, you know, the whole beauty industry and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Yes, I love um, being able to take care of my skin and um, and then, yeah, massages and all that good stuff. I love but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, being new to California, I don't even know if we've talked about that you're in Temecula now, for those of you listening. But uh, oh, yes. I am in Orange County in Cotto, and uh, I know that feeling of the, the mountains hugging you. And it's, I said to my husband recently, you know, growing up on Long Island, which is extremely flat, um, then moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is extremely flat, um, and moving here to South Orange County, where we have hills. I mean, some of them are pretty big when you're riding your bike or hiking or just walking on the trails here in the neighborhood. And there's a big mountain that I can see from the the front and the backyard. Um, but it's, I said to my husband, you know, because I grew up in New York where it was cold and I'm a warm, a warm kind of girl. I like to be, I'm solar powered. So I like to be outside in the sunshine, not in the shade. And I said, I always equated with like hills and mountains with snow, cold ice, you know, and now here in California, it's like, Wow. And I've been to Temecula. It's been a few years. Uh, right before we moved here, we went there for a day and it was fabulous. And we we need to come go back again. But I'm glad you take in all of that because being in nature has proven so many times to be a great way to just recharge our batteries. So and you are right. When we fill our cup first, which sometimes for us women is hard to do able to let it flow out and you're doing such a great job doing that not only with your children but all the lives you're touching so i'd love to pull a card from you they're covered in flowers we were just talking about nature they're called opening to possibilities we've already talked about the possibilities you bring about for these wonderful children let's see which card we get so i shuffled them before we started i'm going to just do one quick shuffle and then i'm going to very gently try to politely fan through them. You're gonna tell me when to stop. I'll read the card. There's a statement and then three questions and you can answer one, two, or all three. So when you're ready, I'm gonna go. Okay. Okay. Oh, love. <laughs> of course you've gotten love. Love is a dynamic essence. What is your definition of love? How do you give or show love and describe how you receive love? Awesome. That's great. That one is an easy one because I mean, as, as we know, the giver and the fulfiller of all love is Jesus Christ. He's everything to me and he's every, he's pure love. Like he's, he's never failing. He's always there um, through every moment of every day. And, um, and so that's, um, love is Jesus to me. And then mm -hmm. as far as, um, receiving love, I, I 
acts of service is, you know, one of my love languages. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, and I love quality time as well. And so mm -hmm. if, um, yeah, if my children are helping me prepare shoes and things like that, and just spending the time together, I'm just fulfilled right there because it's, it's both love languages in one. And so, um, and then the second question was, I know the answer to this one. How do you give or show love? <laughs> I, think, I think that's everything we've just spoken about. <laughs> yeah, generosity and live, you know, living and giving is definitely my favorite way to show love. Yes. And for that, I am ever so grateful and thankful. I, I'm grateful we met the other day and I am very thankful for the work that you do. Um, far and wide, I have a feeling it may continue growing just like all the feet. <laughs> and, um, really it, it makes me happy to be able to call you a new friend and to have had you here as a guest on the show. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Doesn't even feel like enough to say to you for the work that you do, but I really, it's, um, it's like heavenly, you know what I mean? So it, it's hard. Thank you doesn't always seem uh, like a, a big enough word, but I always am honored to be in the presence of somebody who stepped into what I would say they're calling using their superpowers to change lives one at a time. And uh, for you to do it on two feet at a time is really impressive. So thank you. Absolutely. And thank you. My goodness. I feel like the feeling is so mutual. Thank you for stepping into your calling and helping highlight, you know, people's work and stuff like that. Yes. Your words are just so kind and so perfect. And so just thank you for this opportunity. You're very welcome. It's my absolute great pleasure. I feel like it's my calling. So I appreciate that. Um, so now you're making me blush and have tears in my eyes, but I do want to offer to those of you who are listening, if you feel a little bit connected to what you've heard today and you're ready to step into something even bigger than you've stepped into before, maybe now is the time that you want to figure out your X factor. What makes you different? What's your purpose in life? I'd love to invite you to Purpose, Possibilities, and Prosecco does not have to be Prosecco. It could be anything else you like. A sparkling mocktail is always delicious as well, but it's a two-hour transformation like no other. The reason why it's two hours is because we know you're busy out there doing beautiful things the same way Haley Wolf is doing with his little feet. But the truth of the matter is it's many more hours behind the scenes preparing for you to have those two hours with us. Sabine Kaiser and I, the expert face reading, face reader, I can speak English, and then myself doing the transformation work. So if you're interested, that along with all of the ways you can support and connect with our guest today will be in the show notes. Till next time, be exquisite.